two, three. Because we're famous for this podcast. No, we weren't famous before. Now we're famous for this podcast. It's what we're famous for. Okay. Ah. I'm a... Uh... Toad the wet sprocket over here. <laughs> <laughs> Toad, the lead singer, the wet sprocket. Is that right? <laughs> or was it one of those Hootie and the Blowfish situations where people were always asking which one of you is Toad, and it wasn't any of them? Maybe. I think that. I think it's that. Yeah. <laughs> which I one of you is the wet sprocket? Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. That that. I wonder if they really love that or if. They loved it at first, and then it got really old. Or if they never liked it, right? Because I think that's a that's a obvious wraparound joke. At a certain point, it was funny. At yeah. a certain point, it got ruined for them. At a certain point, yep. everybody knew it was ruined, including them, the fans, everybody. And then yep. when people would bring it back, I think they got a their smile started to. It's like that second half of uh, life smile started to come around, and they were like, "Yeah, okay, we're back." Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's like Trump Ringo sucks, you know. It gets old, and then it gets comes back, and everybody loves it. Actually, right. that never got old. Trump Ringo sucks was always good, but that's true. Uh, but yeah, Toad the wet. Yeah, which one of you is the wet sprocket? I bet you there was a point where they started making which one of you is the wet sprocket T-shirts. Yes, and we're forced to answer in writing on each T-shirt. That's what made it so frustrating. <laughs> yes, <laughs> everybody used to come up and say, "Hey, will you sign my T-shirt with the answer?" To the question? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good idea like interactive merch top what do you think ah oh, okay like yeah like a spot to i don't know what what was your idea i don't want to i don't know like hey we're such an you know for our our band is called uh tup and pete if you'd like to play a game of tic-tac-toe on the back <laughs> oh, that's good <laughs> yeah tic-tac-toe board on the back of your band shirt that's good yeah we don't do si- we don't do signatures but we will play you in a quick game of tic-tac-toe. <laughs> and i think you know like those nice rings that come on like bath towels and stuff i think a nice ring on the sleeve with a sharpie attached to it okay yeah that's good i like it yeah that that is good and uh yeah interactive merch all right there gotta be more so you got the the t-shirt tic-tac-toe okay here we go what about like a hat, but like with a cell phone that automatically connects to your home <laughs> line? <laughs> yeah, I like that. It's a thank you for supporting us. If you'd like to, uh, yeah, if you'd like to call us and say hello, then I I understand you not wanting to. It makes no sense why you would, but if you do, and <laughs> we go through all this trouble to make that possible, they're like, no, I I was good with listening to it once and like <laughs> getting the T-shirt, you know, to support. But I no, I don't would not like to speak to them. Okay, well, it's there if you change your mind. I'm not going to change my mind, actually. I've made it. I'm pretty clear on this one. <laughs> and it's not really, you don't have much of a choice. When you wear the hat, you know, it, it's going to automatically call us at home. So I don't. <laughs> right. As long as the hat's on your head, you have to be on with us. Like, that's part of just, but, and then that's where you get the trade off. I think you make it a really good, worthwhile hat. So then they, they're able to get through the other piece of having to talk to us. Yeah. I think there that's go. good. Um, yeah, like a CD that has, you know, uh, like the pin numbers to all of our debit cards. <laughs> yes. Good. I think hoodies with like, and you open the, uh, you open the pocket, and I think you got whatever your, uh, you, when you order the shirt, you put in what your favorite food is, and the pocket comes with that favorite food in there on us. Uh, that's really good. But we've already eaten it because it's got to be something with us. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, uh, no. It's a, um, My Baby Eats More Than Me, the song. It's referring to that. And then uh, at the concerts, all the people throw the food from the hoodie up onto the stage. It becomes like a fan interaction thing. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> Everybody's yeah. just, t- the tradition is just everybody tries to wail them at us really hard. <laughs> <laughs> right. The music is so hated, <laughs> but <laughs> they're like, yeah, they don't seem to care like that food is getting very, <laughs> yeah, it's not done with any type of love or fandom whatsoever. <laughs> just these assholes who like to hurt people. Well, whatever it takes to have fans, I guess. We're just upset. Yeah. 
see what else there well, i don't even know what other kind of band merch there is you got cds you got t-shirts hats is even a stretch um yeah um i think you go keychains so how a keychain that with a key to somebody's car already with hey you get a copy of the, our car and if you happen to know what it is feel free to take it for a spin sometime yep that's good <laughs> um Keys to our family's houses. Uh, <laughs> 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 yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think. So keychains, stickers. Ah, oh, stickers, yeah. Right. Stickers that are already attached to our family's homes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah stickers that are pictures of our kids and and where they go to school <laughs> that's good because people like to you know connect on that kind of extra you know take it out of the break the fourth wall a little bit and right. let it get a little closer to you right and i think you can an interactive in that it you press the sticker too, and it says you you have your kid record a little like catchphrase of theirs, and everybody can get to know your kids that way. <laughs> yes, that's really what this is all about. Anyway, <laughs> interactive something you press though. I'm always in favor of those. Um, yeah, a, a button with a few seconds of your song. Is any band doing that? I don't know. I like that. Like a, a keychain where you press a button and it um, it just automatically unlocks your family's house <laughs> yeah. in the middle of the night. Uh, no. no, yeah, it plays your song too. I, was, I guess. Yes, both. Yeah. and a car shows up. That's and I think this is in the future when all the cars are just you send a car and there's nobody in it. They just know where you're going, and it says, "Yeah, it knows the person who pressed its name and say yes, yes, Mr. Johnson." Your car is here. It takes you right to our houses. <laughs> our kids yeah. are there waiting for you, for them. <laughs> to just put on like a nice little show we've prepared, you know? Of course. Yeah. I mean. Um, kids talent yeah. show. Koozies. Is that another one that, uh, is that another yes. band merch object? Keep your drink cool, cold and hot. That's interesting. Right. The same. That's a nice earth, earthly conundrum. Um, so you know, keep it cool and hot. What else does it do? It's, it has something to do with our band. So it comes with it. You, it comes with a button you press, and it's like our kids do, acting out of play. <laughs> 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 yeah, I think that's good. Or like anytime you drink uh, out of a drink that's in the cozy, like. Uh, you know, we we become notified and we force our kids to drink <laughs> at the same time. There we like go. That. A solidarity move. Yeah, it's kind of a, you just know, you can just rest assured that every time you take a sip out of your drink, <laughs> we're, uh, we're forcing a drink down our kids' throat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think that wraps it up with all the different merch. I don't know yeah, that. there's nothing else. Yeah. Yeah. But the interactive merch, if we could at least be down for coming up with that when we don't follow through. And I guess interactive merch would just be something that ha also has like the same as uh, utility merch, a book bag with the band on it. You know, it's just it's just a stand on okay, the shoulders yeah. classic, I think. Right. A gas can for your car that with the band's name on it. Or something oh, like that. that's actually really good. Just other stuff that's completely unrelated. Like, Tup and Pete band popcorn. Oh, that's that's really just good. Just start selling Although food. Although, you, you throw <laughs> it out as soon as you're done. But I guess that's good. That's We don't really want fans for much longer than it takes to pop some popcorn and eat it. Oh, wait, you're saying, wait, what are you, how are you imagining this? What I was picturing was just like uh, a regular thing of Oroville Redenbacher popcorn crossed out with a Sharpie that says <laughs> Tup, Tup and Pete popcorn. <laughs> Okay, there we go. Yeah, I think, honestly, uh, big companies are going to start participating in these guerrilla things. They're like, yes, it, it was crazy, and they came in, and all their whole pitch was just, 
them having our product crossing it out with Sharpies. But it, it could, this, these weird things could breathe life back into some of these oldies, don't you think? I do think that, yeah. I've always thought that. <laughs> I told you this right before the podcast, and you swore never to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guerrilla marketing is definitely uh, adult swim when I worked for them. That was their, that was their whole uh, thing, was, was like paying college paying kids. gorillas. Yeah, it's paying gorillas to uh, watch their show. <laughs> Get the viewership up. Yeah. Right. It's a whole untapped market here. Yeah. Because honestly, it's not about um, the different subscriptions you sell. I think it's just literally you want more people watching it. Prescriptions be damned. Subscriptions. Right. So you just put a bunch of TVs out in the wild and like all those animals watching it. <laughs> that's true i bet a couple cute ones would get into it like you'd have a couple like cute animals and they'd eat while they watch it and be a real i think that's something worth putting out in the wild just like certain shows and see which animals show up to watch it yeah i think too people are too overly concerned about like preserving the wild and in its natural form like so many weird things happen out in the jungle just, you know, yeah. is it what really going to screw the whole world up if we just throw a couple nice TVs out there? <laughs> <laughs> it's what we're famous for. As a, as a big, you know, file for stuff podcast, um, you know, let's register something, let's file for this, register that. What do you think about, like, filing for ambidexterity or for being ambidextrous however you'd say that like hey look i've i was out there the other day shooting around left-handed and i think i'm ready to be full-on like get recognized for this um is there anywhere i can go to file for full ambidexterity uh get certified yeah ambidextrousness if you will the ambidex test yeah there we go maybe i start the foundation that's kind of cool it's kind of like a Mensa or some like uh, just a kind of a cool club to be able to be in. Right. And just put way more meaning into it than is necessary. Like, yeah, this means we're all geniuses. <laughs> like, no, I, you are definitely not a genius. You can kind of throw left-handed and just really kind of like force all this other untrue stuff about the club, I think. Yeah. Man, I, I got to tell you, I would love to... Uh, get a little closer to that club because I did something to my shoulder, my right shoulder recently. Not sure what I did, but it's bad enough. I think gonna, gonna have to, uh, it's been a couple weeks now where it's like, oh, this, this is an injury. Got to go to the doctor. Got to, maybe I, maybe I'm gonna have to have surgery kind of thing. It's like, oh. it's, pr it's pretty bad. Just become left-handed you're saying? Well, yeah, but so now, uh, you know, I got to whip the ball for the dog and I tried throwing lefty and way too embarrassing. I can't do it. It's so bad. The lefty cannon My, over there. Yeah, you got it. it it's uh, horrible. I might need a lesson or two. I need. I might need like, I don't know. I might need to like watch a YouTube video or something like that and yeah. throw a beanbag inside. It's. I honestly, I did it a couple times and like I was being laughed at. You know? <laughs> <laughs> By the dogs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think as long as you start with step with your opposite foot. Uh, yeah. Wow, that, that almost had the rhythm of like an instructional song. The it job's is. a game. <laughs> yeah, step with the opposite foot. Raise your left arm back. Cock it forward and throw, you know, and make some like dance to it. And uh, that's like yeah. your instructional video. Make a, you know, get a million views. Um, but yeah, I don't know. What, what goes on at this club? A different like stories of you know back in the 80s i was this i was just this regular old righty not couldn't see the nose in front of my face i was just so focused on being a righty <laughs> then, in the, then in the 90s i became a lefty <laughs> couldn't, couldn't use my right hand to save my life <laughs> the 2000s roll around get this <laughs> back to whatever the first thing i said was <laughs> yeah, I guess it would just be stories about going back and forth between your right and left hand, and the stories right. get bland, and then I guess it has a couple-year run, and you start another you, another club you claim is makes you a genius. Yeah, 
I mean, I think if if the story I told is any indication, uh, it's not very interesting to hear about people's arms and which one they're switching to at any point. You know? Right. Yeah. I. Hmm. I I couldn't throw that well with my right arm for a period of time, so I got good at throwing with my left, and then now I can throw with both. Oh, what? okay. That's that's similar to my story. Let, let me tell mine. It's like <laughs> Alcoholics Anonymous. Everybody's just telling their stupid yes. same story. And I'm ambidextrous. Everybody starts it off with, yep. Right. I fell off a jungle gym when I was, you know, 14, and I hurt my arm, and then that's how I got good with my other arm. Oh, okay, yeah. Me too. <laughs> my exact story. <laughs> yeah, we were sent to the same create the a lefty program our parents sent us to where they put us up in the jungle gym threw us off <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think there is that sports uh like oh left-handed pitcher like lefty and lacrosse was some big deal i think there is something to it where yeah lefties are desirable because i guess just because they're like less common are their parents out there doing stuff like that like tying their kids right arm to their body or anything so they get good with their left i think you'd have like the texas football hold them back a year equivalent of a few dads doing that for basketball kids to be able to start using their left, which it is, you got to use both in, in basketball for sure. So I think, I'm trying to think if any other sport requires you to just be like very proficient with your other hand the way basketball does. Hmm. But like, let's say you got a baseball family and the dad's like, ah, you know, I know it's too competitive around here. My boy's not going to be able to be a righty pitcher, but they, they're going to need more southpaws because we don't have that many southpaws. So I'm just going to like, you know, snap his right arm off and uh, <laughs> force him to throw everything and do it, live his whole life left-handed until he becomes a lefty. I think between 50 and 100 fathers have done that in the last 20 years. Um, okay. Yeah, I think so. Something like that. All named celebration. <laughs> <laughs> yes, all with side rap careers and their <laughs> their name as a rapper was Celebration. <laughs> yeah i'm a big fan of guessing how many people in a in the country which is just so funny i have done a certain thing um you know i once claimed i was top top 10 in the country at juggling in boat shoes and i i still believe that so that's not even that crazy yeah i think that's right true yeah um but yeah father yeah i think it's also a friend of you know the canadian fathers who send their young sons to fatten me up to be a goalie camp. Right. Make me the size same. of a goal. Yeah. It's the same idea. It's There's a lot of people out there doing this kind of thing. <laughs> I do think the, the uh, you know, duct tape the kid's right arm to his body until he gets good with the left is probably happening out there. Yes. And I think there's even a way, and keep in mind, this is the first time I'm saying this, so let's see if it's true. Uh, I think there's a way where you could almost do that and say, yes, we're we're a very loving family. We, we've all just decided that uh, little uh, Kenny's wants to be a lefty. It's his, he wants to do it too. Like uh, we, if he, the moment he wants to stop, he can stop. You know, and you, yeah. the news has to go around to each family who does it and film that segment and put it on the news. And I think you're fine. Yep. Yeah. As long as you get an interview with Kenny in there and he's like, <laughs> you know, like. I don't mind it that much, you know? And it's like, oh, well, yeah, yeah but do you want to do it? He's, like, obviously been coached to say yes. Like, yeah, I, I love right. this. His dad's doing the slit with the thumb under his, his neck. <laughs> <laughs> He's accidentally standing behind his kid instead of on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> right in the camera by accident. Well, we've all got stuff to deal with in our lives. Back to you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not the least bit convincing. <laughs> but I think, yeah, the kid thinks it's a way to bond with my paw. You know, we do this together. You know, he, he, he ties takes me up. <laughs> every he night. duct tape me. I duct tape him. <laughs> <laughs> I have to use my left hand so it helps. <laughs> I've gotten really good. That's the only thing he's good at with his left hand, just duct taping people up. <laughs> so I'm able to really duct tape all my family members up really fast now. And so I'm really yeah. good at that, which is the silver lining of all this. Yeah, yes, indeed. <laughs> I don't know. Soccer-wise, it'd be tough to, like, 
duct tape the guy's leg up. I'd like duct tape his leg to the other one and then, all right, just use that. <laughs> just to jump right. around. Cause that wouldn't really help. I don't think, I think you need the other one. They're too good of a team, the right and left leg. Yeah. Or if like you're, you're trying to get your kid better at like doing headers and you just duct tape his feet together. <laughs> he has to use his head more often into one yeah. head and then he then he like just plays upside down you're saying <laughs> <laughs> jump around in your head because it's a, at the same point i i guess would humans eventually if you duct taped everybody's feet and taught them how to do headstands three million right. years i think we're all fine with being reversed running around on our arms yeah yeah duct oh yeah your uh, shoes to your hands yeah, I wonder if that's a group out there. Um, you know, standing this way as a social construct, <laughs> they just try to, constantly trying to stand on their hands and proving that it's just so much harder. We, <laughs> <laughs> who are you to say we're supposed to stand on our feet? They're just falling over in front of the camera. <laughs> There's definitely a couple owers out there who go all fours. Uh, Is that right? Yeah, saying it's like, better. I don't know saying it's better. There's a couple like uh, people who had strange lives, like, you know, definitely some of uh, those people like feral, you know, because there's actually been some people out there who like were raised by wolves in the Jungle Book style. Hmm. Um, and then, yeah, there's a couple uh, just like, uh, sorry, you had a couple problems or whatever. And then they just learned how to go all fours. But then, yeah, I think there's over 50 people in the United States alone <laughs> who walk on all fours. <laughs> That's good. You know what's similar? You know that move? It's kind of like animal-ish, animal-esque. Um, that move that they show on those, like, the move that they show on those, like, people are awesome style videos where these guys run up to, like, the first part of a ledge and then almost do, like, a almost like a jungle cat jump off of that ledge a farther distance into the water. You know what move I'm talking about? And sometimes yeah. not even into water. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of an all-fours-y tie-in, I thought. Parkour. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, those are the parkour I feel like landing in water took it out of parkour for me. Oh, uh, okay. Nah, it's parkour. Okay, cool. It's par for the course. But yeah, you should watch some of these documentaries about these 50-plus people who uh, walk around on all fours. I would like that, actually. Yeah, I think that'd be very interesting to see them just, while explaining that, continue to be, fall over. And the blood to your head. Uh, let's see, blood to your head. Yeah, I mean, you got a picture. They're still, like, their head's not, like, down on the ground. They're still kind of holding it up, just like a dog holds his head up. Oh, okay. Oh, right. Okay. So you get your abs, you get your core all tightened up and you're still able to put your head forward a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually your neck probably like curves around a little bit because you're, you walk like that every day. That's like just how you walk. So right. uh, stuff starts to like bend around a little bit. I'm sure. That's like the people who put all those rings on their neck. Eventually they just have a long neck. Yes. Yes. Madonna with the long neck. Remember that painting? Of course. The Parmesan brothers. Her neck was average. Yes. Or maybe top, maybe these things, maybe these folks join forces and the people who are making their necks real long join up with the handstanders and yeah, we'll, we'll make your neck nice and, nice and long for you. That way you can bend it up and see more. That's true. That would work. Jane Seymour. Although I don't know if they, if they do that ring technique on your neck, I feel like your neck also probably gets ruined and you like can't do anything with it. It's not like it's like a, really strong powerful giraffe neck or anything it's just like a destroyed weak messed up <laughs> yeah i forget what are they claiming that's good about or is that one of those like yeah i just held my arms up for 30 straight years to like know what pain is or whatever like one of those moves that just like <laughs> torture me but like learn self whatever torture <laughs> <laughs> learn how to my torture learn how to torture myself from a professional yeah i think it's uh it's just an aesthetic thing like that, you know, that culture just decided that it would be cool looking to, to have a longer neck. So they, they went with, you know, the ring thing. It's not bad looking. I don't, I can see why I'd be like, Oh man, like, you know, it's as, it's as regular as just 
being attracted to like, oh, nice legs. Okay, nice neck. Like it's whatever. It's not any more ridiculous. Well, I think it's only more ridiculous because uh, you're not doing anything to make the legs actually longer. I mean, you wear high heels. That's stupid. And I and I think everybody agrees that that's stupid. But in the same way, this is also stupid. And then <laughs> the, the high heels aren't like permanently disfiguring your legs. I don't think. Maybe they are. I don't oh, know. maybe they're there. I mean, if you walk around with a, on a ramp all day, I bet your toes are evolving a certain way. I bet yeah. you could look at over 50 it's women in the United right. States. <laughs> over 50 women in the United States have started to evolve like stronger toes from having a, isn't that what you're doing? Basically standing on your toes. Yeah, I think you basically are. I mean, your heel is still supported, so you're not you're not really standing on your toes. But that's a whole other group people who stand on their toes. <laughs> oh yeah. Who are you to say that we're not supposed to be just standing on our toes? What what, what group is this? What the hell are they saying? <laughs> Come on. No, yeah, and no. How many? Not it saying. looks like there's over fifty of you guys out here. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you guys find us? <laughs> yeah, but you get what I'm saying, though. Like the, uh, if they were like the, the the equivalent of the neck thing would be like the foot binding stuff, right? Which is like a, you know, a horrible, painful practice in, uh, you know, feudal China and other places. Foot binding women? Yeah, I don't think they were foot binding any men, but so uh, they wouldn't grow big feet uh fewer yes. resources and you know the shoes wouldn't take as much like cost as much to make <laughs> is that right no they just like you know one guy in particular one emperor like every horrible thing some loser of a guy just decided that he liked that thing and so it became fashionable to have very small feet i believe is what happened and then you know, they just started like binding children's feet when they were, you know, female children's feet when they were really young. And then like as their feet would grow, they would do this whole technique. And at the end of the day, their bones are being broken and like Ugh. their feet are just being horribly disfigured to be very small. And then it also caused them to walk in this certain way because their feet were all mangled up and ruined. And cool. that caused caused this kind of walk that uh that people like and found attractive and i gotta oh. give it to him the walk is actually kind of cool uh, <laughs> now, now, now yeah what does it do it makes makes you like almost gives it like a peg leg kind of like a stiff maybe robot kind of cool bounce to it kind of walk yeah i think it's probably more of like a hip waggle because it's you're walking like so it like imagine if you had two badly injured feet like you had <laughs> stepped on a nail on each foot you would kind of like walk in a, a sort of sexy way you know right yep yeah we just all of a sudden have a really good body <laughs> <laughs> just because by comparison that's what it is bust up his feet so then oh look at those feet oh the rest of the body isn't so bad <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i mean that's i mean that's a worse example of the neck thing because like uh, I think that these people are, you know, I don't know when you decide to start putting the rings on your neck. I think maybe you don't have a choice in that matter either. I don't know. But the foot binding thing, you didn't have a choice in. They just started doing that to you when you were very, very young and Man. destroyed your feet before you ever had the chance to be a world-class sprinter or whatever. I wonder if there's a good like Disney movie about like the foot binding era and like uh, the kid who escapes that onto greatness, you know? Oh, and uses the foot binding um stuff they use to to bind the feet and makes it into like a spacecraft <laughs> ah i thought you're gonna say uses it to get revenge on the person who bound their feet <laughs> that's good too yeah make it look more of like an adult thriller thing where like these two kids snuck off with like the metal pieces they stuck on their feet and like cut the aristocrat's throat with them right <laughs> or just bind their like uh they bind their hands and then I don't know. Find the two guys who did it to each other. <laughs> oh, now we're talking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Undo them when they're done. <laughs> right. Undo them after a few minutes and say, all right, now we're even. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that's the big build up. You think there's gonna be a bunch of like anger behind these and like, yeah, all right, we good now? Hurts, doesn't it? Yeah, fuck. You guys were fucking people's feet up. What are you doing? That hurts. All right, well, have a good rest of your life. <laughs> Good to meet you, ladies. <laughs> Good to meet you. <laughs> Boy, I sure wish we could have met someplace else. <laughs> it's what we're famous for. The podcast has emerged from a uh, dark, murky underbelly of the ocean here. Oh, yeah. Um, and we're back discussing the five love languages. <laughs> 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 you know, you have... Quality time, touch, hanging out together, <laughs> liking each other, and kissing on the lips. Kissing on the lips. And we're joined by the lips himself. Tup, <laughs> <laughs> what's up, man? Yeah, nothing, man. Nice. Uh, you ever get lips as a nickname? <laughs> <laughs> I think I. Might maybe if there was a way of nicknaming somebody something they didn't have, I don't need. I got the less lips than uh, that famously lipless uh, <laughs> circus guy, <laughs> lipless Johnson, <laughs> yeah. lipless Joe Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> yes, dating all the way back to the 1919 White Sox. Yes. Yeah, lipless Joe Jackson. <laughs> yeah famously wasn't able to play in that game because he had lost his lips you know? <laughs> yeah he forgot to bring his lips to the game <laughs> yeah the li lightning came and so he took his lips out and went and played <laughs> um yeah that's a nick that's one of those unfair nicknames uh we're a nickname heavy podcast as it is but he was some great player, you know, and then just shoeless. You know, how about great player, Jackson? Right. But I, don't you think shoeless Joe Jackson is one of the coolest nicknames, though? It is. It is. I don't know why I would even begin to look for an issue with it. I think on behalf of him, I was just thinking, had a couple good series under my belt, too, everybody. I hit 375 in the series. How about 375, Jackson? Yeah, I got you. But shoeless still. is absolutely the coolest. Shoeless. I'm. I don't need shoes. I'm good enough at baseball. Yep. Yeah. Just. I mean. I guess it's kind of making fun of the fact that he was a little dumb. I think that's part of. I think he forgot his shoes. Right. No. I think there was lightning. So he took. He like. And lightning conducts metal or whatever. So. He was like, <laughs> "I'm leaving my spikes in the dugout," and uh, he went out and played in his sock. Okay. Gotcha. And then he took his socks off, and they there was a big debate in town. Should we call him sockless or sockless shoeless, or Joe? Shoeless, yeah, yeah. That's because uh, people are probably like, well, you know, well, if you're sockless, obviously you're also shoeless. You know, you can't <laughs> right. Sockless Jackson was my father. <laughs> uh, I didn't know that. I thought he had just forgotten his shoes, and then uh, you know. They were like, "Hey, Joe, like you could wear my shoes," and he was like, "No, no, it's okay." I no, my name. I was born with the name Shoeless Joe Jackson, so I've been looking for an excuse to take off my shoes this whole time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't know that. So okay, yeah, but he. I mean, he was dumb, though. I think and that was part of what happened with the whole Black Sox scandal. Right. right. Is that he was he was too dumb to realize even what fixing the series even meant or that he was supposed to do something differently or anything. He just took the money, didn't know what was going on. Right. And Cause he did have like a notably really good world series, apparently like, which would go with the theory that he had no idea what was, what throwing a game even meant. Right. Or yeah, I guess it's possible. Uh, he just blew it. He just sucked at, at blowing it. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was just closing his eyes up at bat and just, you know, if his career went on much longer beyond that, it could have created a new way he played. Like, trying to blow it, I've never been so good. Right. 
the trying to blow it method. I think there are a lot of different schools of hitting. You know, you got Steve Garvey's hitting system, which was just mm-hmm. some VHS tape I had. And uh, <laughs> Shoeless Joe Jackson's eye close method. Right. Just make a solemn promise to somebody that you're going to do poorly and then uh, <laughs> see, see how you do after that. Oh, yeah. So, you yeah, you get a loved one in on each game with you. And you have this whole, like, dugout routine with them ahead of time where you, like, lock eyes and you're very close to each other. And you say, I will do everything in my power to blow this, not get a single hit, and drop every ball I can in the field. And it's some weird reverse psychology thing that really ends up, you know, scientists can even prove it after a while. Yeah, you go to, like, every make-a-wish kid that you can find and who's willing to wish that you played badly, you know? Just go to make-a-wish kids (laughs) who are rooting for the team you're playing. You know? Oh, yes. And then they are like, you know, all I want is to see my Tigers win or whatever. And you're like, sure, no problem. I'm going to do really badly. And this, I promise you, uh, as as your dying wish. And then you just play amazingly. And then you just play this, I promise you, by sync. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that, man. Just at some weird, I think a certain type of person, like, you know, the personality quadrants, Somebody on C7 or whatever the hell would Mm. perform incredibly under these weird promise to do poorly to a dying child circumstances. Wow. Right. It's definitely, yeah, it's either Myers or Briggs. You know, it's not, it's not both of them. That's for sure. Yep. The Meisner method. (laughs) What we're famous for. All right. Back in business. Um, and I am Ray Charles's wife. <laughs> ah, gay Charles. <laughs> I'm Ray Charles's gay wife, gay Charles. <laughs> Taking that poison, Ray? No. Um, <laughs> yeah, Ray Charles. I think we've. He's already been a friend. We we stop him. We say hello real quick. How you doing, Ray? And let's get yeah. let's move on to Ray's backup band. ray charles five yeah uh so ray charles's name was ray charles right last name charles i think ray charles robinson oh ray charles robinson that's right right. yep and Uh, ray was his nickname his name was charles robinson i think sugar ray robinson (laughs) yeah no i think there was some reason like um there i think that is like somebody was already ray robinson Okay. And it might have been a boxer. Maybe, yeah. Maybe it was Sugar Ray Robinson. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, and uh, Stevie Wonder. His name is not Stevie Wonder while we're just going through yeah. the, great, the greatest singers of all time. Right. Also, Stevie Johnson, I think. And the reason he didn't keep that is because uh, Dave Johnson, that guy who pitched for the Orioles, has a son named Steve Johnson. Ah, uh, classic case of uh, a conflict of interest <laughs> I, th- I think stevie wonder's actual name is steveland judkins <laughs> do you believe that no that's i believe that's his actual name steveland first of all is hilarious steveland steveland yeah like yeah Cle- cleveland with a st- cleveland's gay uh, brother steveland <laughs> 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 and then yeah judkins which just seems like something uh yeah made it just seems like a made-up thing entirely steveland judkins i feel like not a not a very good chance of uh of blowing up with that name no yeah i saw stevie wonders like a john legend kind of like just keep keep kind of your first name i think john legend's the jonathan just keep kind of your first name and then just pick okay. like a nice general word wonder legend you know celebration (laughs) celebration (laughs) billy celebration (laughs) uh yeah what would you go with if you were going yeah i go um last name and i think since i'm already like pete and peter equally i think i gotta go pd um pd wonderman oh no wonder we already got wonder man (laughs) (laughs) Um, legend. Oh, wait a minute. No. <laughs> um, let's go with, uh, PD Joy. PD Joy. Okay. Yeah. 
Petey the Joy Man Joiner. I Joy doesn't. Uh, I don't know. It's not quite landing for me in the same way that Legend and Wonder. I think you need at least two syllables. Okay, a two syllable Legend Wonder um. Judkins. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, I guess Petey Judkins. <laughs> um, uh, Petey Amazement. That's three syllables. Oh, right. Petey Joyful. Petey Joyful. Oh, that is better. Yeah, it's it, Petey it the Joy Man Joyful. Yeah, that's kind of that kind of works. And then I guess you got to change up joyful. what you do once you have the new name. Start. What do you start doing? Who's that, a country artist? Petey Joyful. Petey the Joy um, Man Joyful? I think you're like a uh, weird weird pop artist. Like weird, uh, you make uh, weird pop songs about uh, uh, nonsense. Right. And I change up my hair and get, get a different look, huh? And yeah, gouge out your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, some nice synthy pop. I could I could do a, make a few adjustments, I think. Get a little spike in my hair, wear a few uh brighter hoodies and and go out there and and be a little um nice cute synthy pop act. What do you think? I like it. Yeah. Are are there less blind uh musicians now or we're just Stevie uh Steve Lynn Judkins and uh Ray Charles Robinson were they just like complete random weird luck that these two amazing blind guys showed up right that is a great question i think it's just a case of you know your other stuff being so good because you have to make up for not having one thing so like i guess it makes sense but yeah what are though it's like those two and then nobody else so why did it stop i guess is the question that's what I'm wondering if, like, yeah. today, these days, like, because didn't they go blind for, like, weird made-up reasons? Like, I just have Ray Charles as going blind because he saw his brother die in a wash tub. <laughs> Does that have anything, anything to do with it? Or is, I, I might yeah. be mixing up. He dove in to try and save him, I think, and the water was, like, poisonous and it burned his eyes. Okay, yeah. Um, Soapy water. Yeah, but no, he did. His eyes, if they portrayed it in the movie correctly, his eyes just started to get what looked to be soapy. So that might've been actually it. But like, they just kind of got like, they lost their, um, they got cloudy with soap. It looked like. Gotcha. Yeah. And Stevie wonder, I guess is just not even blind at all based no, on yeah, uh, I think... all, the, all the YouTube clips you can find of him, like have, having somebody like motion to come over here when he was going the other way. And then he just flips around and, and goes <laughs> and follows him. And stuff. <laughs> Yeah, I think he just did it because his hero was Ray Charles. So I think he was like, and everybody's like, it's okay. He's Because I think certain things, when you copy off your heroes, I think you, you let a few things go. Copy your whole voice off somebody, fine. Copy being blind, good to go. Steal all other songs. Yeah, I think that they were contemporaries, though, Stevie Wonder and, and Ray Charles. I mean, Ray Charles was a, was a little bit before him, but, you know, not. Oh, not Ray a, maybe copied off Stevie. Right. By being young. Which is why, like, he had such a lousy backstory. Okay, you went blind saving your brother? I don't know about that. He didn't save him. Oh, right, right. That's true. He just saw it happen, didn't do anything about it, and then felt he didn't deserve eyes anymore, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Man, that is a sad one. And I think stuff like that will make you be disgustingly good at something, too. Like, just... I really got to, like, get lost in something. Yes. Just get really, really good at pretending to be blind in the case of Stevie <laughs> <Wonder>. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Develop a, like, endearing little stutter before you start saying stuff. And make somehow that'll make people think you're, like, this soulful genius. <laughs> like, oh, soulful genius in my book. Jamie Foxx, you mean? Yes. Jamie Foxx's interpretation on Ray, which I don't think Ray actually did any of that. Ah, ah, stuff. Because it's like you said, that he does that before that Kanye song, too. Oh, yeah. That's a great point. I I don't know, Kanye. Right. So that was all just made up. And I think Ray Charles' family, like, that was their one note. They were like, all right, you... It's obviously one of the greatest performances I've ever seen of anything. Probably He probably has the top two performances in history 
Uh, one being the Brady Bunch performance at whatever show that was, and then two being Ray. Two best performances I've ever watched. Yeah, they are amazing performances, both. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think we might have him caught red-handed on just using his own voice with that stutter thing. Yes. Stevie, just the way uh, Stevie the dub man seems to maybe have a few questions surrounding his his blinditude. That that you can just go on a nice YouTube binge of just Stevie Wonder is not blind dot com. If you listen closely in his music, he's admitting it left and right. You know, <laughs> boogie on, I can yeah. see. Right, isn't she lovely? Aren't I not blind at all? <laughs> I am not blind. <laughs> I am not blind at all. I almost didn't know that song, and then, which would have been uh, it's poor performance by me, probably. No. Um, and then just those two songs, right? What else? <laughs> Sign sealed, delivered. I'm blind. Yeah. <laughs> Not blind though. It's... Oh, blind seal delivered. Ah. Oh, but then you're not blind. Blind. I am not not blind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some other good ones. What uh, what are the other good ones where he admits it? Um, Stevie the Dub Man. Already, that's probably the be- third best performance in history. The beginning of uh, Boogie On. Yes. Just so good sounding. Yeah. And that what I was doing was not it, unfortunately. I wish I could have done it justice. Um, but what what instrument would that have been? Would that been one of those Rhodesy joints? It's a um it's just a synthesizer. But I mean, he's playing mm. it like he's playing a piano, but it's a He's staring right at the keys playing the piano. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he's reading sheet music. <laughs> <laughs> right were any of his songs about being blind that could have been a tip off on its own like if you're like not okay not one song about like the day i lost yeah. my vision i thought i'd look yeah. inside and realized i could still follow my dreams i'm stevie wonder and I can't see, I, I'm really, the whole time doing this, just trying to find how a Stevie Wonder song actually goes. Don't think I ever got there, but I had a little bit of fun. Isn't She Lovely, I think, is about being blind, because he's like, isn't she lovely? I I really could not tell you. I, <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm not able to see her. Isn't she lovely? Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, they do that thing where they t- uh, touch the arm to see if the arm is hot. Yeah. I like that move. move. Yep. Well, she's got a hot arm. It would stand a reason. And then I think as long as the voice is soothing from there, you know, a fit, good voice, I'm never going to see the rest. Yeah. I mean, I think you're going to... I I tend to look first at the arm, too, and I've, I can see just fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd, actually, yeah, come to think of it, the arm is a nice one. Are you a leg yeah. guy or an arm guy? <laughs> I'm an ass man. I'm a I'm an arm guy. I guess there are no arm guys, are there? There's not a lot of arm guys out there admitting it now. No. But yes, thank you to Stevie. Thank you for to Ray. Thank you for all the great uh musical role models. We we appreciate them very much. Yeah, and is it so bad to be pretending to be blind because you're giving a voice out there to people who actually are blind and you're letting them see well not see but you you, you're letting them uh picture uh somebody else out there like them succeeding being one of the greatest musical artists of all time is it so bad that he's pretending i don't think so i think you look at the net win of society and i think that's a whole leave the world a better place if you can i think if you come and carry a torch whether it's your torch to carry or not net win net win wise okay fine he he shoved it in the face of people who, you know, that's a disgrace to people who actually can't see. Whatever the argument is, fine. Net win-wise. Let's talk net win, folks. Yes, I agree with all of that. I mean, like, take a, uh, I mean, who, who are some other famous people who are uh, 
you know, in some way, other, otherly, otherly abled. Right. Abled. I think that woman who made her daughter pretend to have whatever disease that was, and then the daughter ended up killing her. What? What is that? What story is that? It's it's, uh, it's got like ten different documentaries on it. I is one of the modern documentaries that got ruined for me because I, you know, I was an old Dateline guy. So I, I had known about this story and then I kind of stuck my nose up at the two years later, they got a mainstream one and I'd already seen the the true punk version. But this woman basically makes her daughter pretend not to be able to walk and stuff. And so they like just scam a bunch of people out of a bunch of different stuff and keep moving her around because doctors start to get onto her and they, it's just an amazing con. But then one day, like the daughter's like, I'm done with this and kills the mother. Mm. Yeah. Teaches her how to play piano first. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I'm wondering, you know, okay. So if, what if it's revealed that Peter Dinklage is actually six foot four? <laughs> <you know? laughs> like, is that so bad? You know, he's been out there championing the rights of smaller people and okay yeah so he's actually just a six foot four guy crammed down into a small costume whatever. <laughs> no i think that's fine because like you said everybody needs a torch carrier and i think if it gets smaller people representation in the mainstream and not just as like that wasn't even part of the story was it it was just like he's just like our normal sized brother and he just happens to be small or what was the story there? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, 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 it's pretty deep into the story. I mean, uh, the fact that he's a, a dwarf, you know, is all, is all over the place, which okay. I don't know if he really is a dwarf. In real life. <laughs> <laughs> he's really six foot four, <laughs> six foot dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Interesting stuff. Well, hey, I think as long as you carry a torch and net win, guy, let's and and if we turn out to be wrong about the net win thing top, we'll come back next episode and say we take it all back. Yeah, exactly. I'm not sure about this. Yeah. I mean, if Andre the Giant's only 56, uh, <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's a bad thing. I don't know, but for me, for my money, I think it's good. <laughs> I'm only five foot six. <laughs> I don't know. My agent told me to act taller. I'm really five foot six. Thank you, Andre, for all you did for the sport. Yes. I just pretend to be. Thanks deep. for giving uh, taller people a a voice. <laughs> yeah, a, a deep, weird voice. <laughs> <laughs> you for listening to the podcast. Thanks, Andre. Yeah, thank you for listening to the podcast, Andre. <laughs> it's what we're